Okay, wait, I have, before you do it, I have to tell you the funniest thing. When I think of Betty White, I think of sliced bread. Why? Because I think she was born before sliced bread. Is that true? I think so. Can we look it up? Sliced bread was invented in 1928. Yeah. Betty White was born in 1922 and sliced bread was first sold in 1928. <laughs> I don't know why or where I read that fact, but that has forever stuck with me. And whenever I hear Betty White's name, I don't think of a movie. I think of sliced white bread. So things we've learned about Sarah today. Um, Daniel Radcliffe, naked on a horse. Betty White. Yeah. Lived before sliced bread. <laughs> yeah. And Victor Garber. Not the Titanic guy. Firestorm. Yeah. Welcome to the Rom-Com Rewind Podcast. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Devin. And like you, I love rewatching movies over and over again. You're here, you found us, you love romantic comedies, which is amazing because we do as well. So this is a show where we rewatch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide, does it still hold up? Today we have you, you again. again! And if you ever want to reach out about anything on the pod, you want to become part of the RCR fam, you want to know what we're doing next, uh, Instagram is where that kind of happens, at Rom-Com Rewind. In fact, in a recent episode, The Fault in Our Stars, yeah. there was a discussion about Canadian geese. Or geese in general. Geese in general. And I've 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 learned a fact that they're not like I kind of knew that they weren't Canadian geese. We call them Canadian geese, but here, yes, but it was actually named one of our listeners let us know that um it was named they were named after a guy named Joe Canada. So they are Canada geese, yeah. but named after a man whose last name was Canada. Yeah. But they are synonymous with um I think a lot of Canadians complain about geese. Because um, for whatever reason, the geese, when they're here in Canada, they are very aggressive. And I made the joke. I'm like, I don't know if, like, are they like this everywhere? Or is that just a here thing? Yeah. I mean, they also are on, I believe, our Canadian $5 bill. They're flying. They're on some money. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Flying. They're that important (laughs) to us. We all hate them. (laughs) But you reached out. And I want to share some stories about how uh, terrifying geese are. And and, um, how would you... What's that bird in Australia? Is it a magpie? Well, there are magpies. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think they're quite a nuisance. If if you're... uh, what I'm I'm trying to create a reference for, like, international listeners. Mm -hmm. Think about magpies in Australia. (laughs) Canadian geese are, like... Very, very frightening animals. Oh, they're terrifying. Nobody like, thinks terrifying. of it. They're just like, and then people get attacked by geese. And you're like, really? That thing? Uh, Olivia says, hey, I was on campus yesterday and there were geese everywhere. And I immediately thought of the pod. <laughs> um, she also talked about, oh, like a car honking on campus, yes. but it was geese. Love it. She Almost. actually shared a beautiful photo. Oh, she the did. Yeah. changing. It's a lovely time of the year. A different Olivia also reached out saying, I can confirm we do have geese in the U.S. That was a stupid question we had, <laughs> I know, obviously. I, yes, yes. And I knew it. <laughs> um, This person says my brother was bit at a park when he was four. Terrifying. No, that's, that's what I'm talking about, I man. I know. Geese are scary. Ever since then, my family steers clear of feeding <laughs> park wildlife, probably for the best. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, Olivia. Um, this next person says, which of my Canadian goose stories <laughs> would you like? Mm. This is a good story. This is amazing. Pooping on me. Mm. Brackets. Multiple stories. <laughs> Attacking me in my car, resulting in losing my sandwich. Oh, <laughs> This, this made oh me cry gosh. laughing. Refusing to leave my car alone when I got 
off a shift from work and I couldn't leave. Okay, what kind of vehicle does this person own? Is what I'm wondering. Like, is there? It's a whole goose. Is there? Yeah, I'm wondering if she has like one of those weird, like the Oscar Mayer Wiener trucks. How yeah. it's shaped like? Maybe she has a goose car. I don't know why well, this keeps happening. And to you. I don't know if anybody remembers, but um, like side note, growing up there was a movie and I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head, but this girl saves this group of geese and helps them go north and she's like in a plane and stuff like oh i do remember yeah, that yes, right yes. this is this yeah oh maybe maybe it's the same when was that was that the 90s <laughs> yeah i uh, this is so um do you remember the movie angels in the outfield of course joseph gordon levitt yeah. i recently saw a tiktok of that movie and i was like this is so stupid, guys. Like, in the 90s, <laughs> things were so stupid. And I'm watching this, like, angel give, like, a batter a shoulder rub, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt's like, we gotta put him in the game. The angel's over there. I'm like, we thought this oh was great. God. I great loved, entertainment. Yes, it was a great family-friendly movie. Anyway, anyway back, back, back to the geese. Back is, to the this geese. This is funny. Um... Oh, do you want me to keep going with that? She yes. says, uh, they were also hissing at me and chasing me away from a Coles, so I just left and didn't get my shopping done. <laughs> Yo, this these geese have stolen a sandwich. Yes. They've assaulted her vehicle multiple times, yes. and she couldn't even go shopping. I know. This is what I'm talking about. I was dying laughing. I thought it was hilarious. But thank you for sharing your stories with us. Oh my God, she has another. Yeah. I was stopped at a stop sign, and it wouldn't let me go past <laughs> Okay, we need to know where this person lives because that is peak aggression from Yeah, from these those are geese. some angry, terrifying geese. I agree. If you have any geese stories, please reach out on our Instagram at Romcom Rewind. You Again is a 2010 romantic comedy directed by Andy Fickman. This is the story of Marnie Olsen, played by Kristen Bell. Marnie was tormented and bullied in high school. We see that off the top. However, at the time of our film, she's now a successful public relations executive in Los Angeles. Actually, she was just promoted to a management job in New York City with her company. However, uh, Marnie returns to her small town of Ridgefield to celebrate her brother, Will, played by James Wolk, uh, his wedding. As it turns out, Will is marrying Marnie's high school bully, Joanna, or JJ now, played by Odette Yesman. The awkwardness is amped up when, so not only do we have JJ versus Marnie. Joanna versus, because she, she went by JJ, now she goes by Joanna. Right, now she's Joanna. Uh, Joanna's Aunt Ramona, played by Sigourney Weaver, and she also has bad history with Marnie's mom, played by Gail. Uh, well, excuse me, Gail, played by Jamie Lee Curtis. And that story takes a little bit longer to play out. We don't really know why they're feuding, but they kind of are. Um, so we have there two generations of women. We think there's also a third. Betty White gets involved right at the end, but that's not really the crux of the film. Uh, two generations of women kind of hating on each other. That's your lead in for you again. What are your thoughts? So, Marnie, we have a lot to do before your brother's wedding. I just feel bad that I haven't met his fiance. Isn't it funny? You guys all went to high school together? Wait, we all went to high school together? No! My brother is about to marry the girl who single-handedly ruined my life in high school. You were prettier with the mask on. Don't let the way those girls treated you bring you down. You got this. Nothing to be afraid of. The cast for this movie was really great. Yeah. I, this movie is really easy to watch because the premise is interesting, but I just feel like they could have done more. Yeah. Um, and I expected more, I think, because of the cast. But 
It definitely is kind of like a high school tropey rom-com, but it's, well, I shouldn't say rom-com, more of a comedy, right? This isn't really a rom-com. There's slight romantic aspects in this movie, but it's mostly a comedy. Um, I don't know. I love Kristen Bell, love Jamie Lee Curtis. So for me, it was just a pleasant watch, um, but I also didn't expect anything uh, more, I guess, out of it. Yeah, well, I think we're back to one of those like slapstick comedies that were really synonymous with like the late 2000s, early yeah. 2010s with this one. I agree with you. Stacked cast. Sigourney Weaver, Jamie Lee Curtis, Kristen Bell, even Betty White. It definitely has its funny moments. And I agree with you. Kristen Bell is one of those actresses. Um, and I find she plays a lot of characters that you always want to root for. Like you just kind of want her to win. Yeah. Um, and I think that's kind of a, a special knack that like Kristen Bell always feels like a relatable character to me. I see her and I'm like, oh, like even though you're this A-list celebrity, I'm like, I I think I get you. You know, like that's just a, a special talent she has. With that said, yeah, parts of this film were just kind of silly. It definitely falls into the zany, silly comedy zone for me. I thought Sigourney Weaver was actually like amazing in this. Yes, yes, I, I agree. I think she's so refined and I think she elevates it a little bit. And I also think uh, Devin's classic food analogy... <laughs> It, uh, th- this is a classic cotton candy film because it's, it's sweet on the surface. Mm-hmm. It's very enjoyable. There's not really a whole lot of sustenance there, yeah. but it's like, oh, this is just nice to a one-off at a fair mm, cotton candy. Why not? And part of me does. It's so just funny. easy to eat, you know, yes. yeah. but it's all fluff. It's all, you know, it like, is very this fluffy. isn't going to b- blow your mind with like, oh my, like the fault in our stars, for example, oh was my just, God. was such a film. Still crying over that. This, this is like, oh, it's just, th- that was nice. Yeah. And I think, um, the critics were really tough on this, but again, this is 2010. So we're starting to get into the realm of where rom-coms like began to dip off. Like it, 2010 was kind of like the height of it, but then it also saw movies that weren't really rom com more calm. But if they weren't really funny, they were just floating by. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like 2010 brought us Valentine's Day, Leap Year, Love and Other Drugs. But it also gave us The Switch, yeah. The Backup Plan, mm-hmm. and The Bounty Hunter, which I think is exactly what you're talking about. The two sides of like, yeah. you know, Leap Year I thought was very, very good. Mm-hmm. Letters to Juliet was the same year. Very, very good. And then... The Bounty Hunter, okay, right. like we're a little bit more sticky. Definitely. We're a little bit, you know, more yeah. silly. Um, yeah, totally, totally. The line is starting to be drawn. So as you mentioned, Marnie is a senior in high school and she is a nerd. They call her a loser. She's not popular. She even messes up her own brother's basketball game because a popular girl pushed her and then she ended up as the mascot hitting her brother and while he was about to shoot a basket that would win the game. So... She's just seen as kind of like a pariah in the school, but it's the fabrication and it's done by the popular kids in high school who are one of which Joanna or JJ, who is her arch nemesis. After the basketball game, which is a big thing in the movie, um, she goes in their uh, sibling treehouse later to apologize. And she tells her brother that, you know, all the girls call her a loser and that they're right. And her brother says like, Who's doing this? And she never actually says who does it. Right. But he tells her, and honestly, he's her biggest fan throughout the entire movie. You're incredible and you have to believe in yourself. 
So it's years later, fast forward, and she's really changed. She's become more confident. She's got a big job in New York as the vice president of, I think, marketing communications kind of thing, something like that. And she's really successful. She's very confident. She's a very confident woman and um, has moved on from her horror stories of high school. And I think that's a very relatable premise because, like, it's so weird. Like, you hear, you know, thinking about, you know, people who had a tough time in high school. I think more people than would care to admit didn't have, like, the best time ever. Like, maybe they think they grew a lot after high school. So I think that makes Kristen Bell's character at least in some small way, a little bit relatable. There are more Marnies than I think there are JJs is what I'm getting at. Yeah, you don't want to peak in high school. You don't want to peak in high school. <laughs> and a lot of people don't. So that's why they're like, we're yeah. like, hey, Team Marnie, here we go. Yeah, so Marnie heads home to, as you mentioned, uh, her hometown because her brother's getting married. And so she's heading back home. And the person that, you know, he's that he's marrying, she's never met. Her name is Joanna. Emergency. My brother is about to marry the girl who single-handedly ruined my life in high school. So if you don't mind, would you please back off? Uh, Sorry, Mom. I, uh... I'm sorry, do we have a problem? (laughs) I don't know. Do we have a problem? Is your brother marrying your arch nemesis? She shows up to the house. It's JJ. This is JJ. This is the person who bullied me really, really terribly all through my high school years. They gave her a nickname, Moo Moo, because it was her initials right just moo yeah moo. yeah Yeah. just moo because those are her initials yeah marnie olivia olsen i think or something like that right yeah yeah and through all this joanna jj pretends that it's her first time ever meeting marnie she either forgets who marnie is or is pretending not to know her i think we know Mm, what's happening it's the latter but yes Turns out that Joanna uh, lost her parents shortly after high school and enrolled in nursing, and she has a need to help people. She is basically Mother Teresa in a, um, you know, American human form. (laughs) (laughs) Are you saying Mother Teresa was not human or? Well, she was a saint. Yeah, but was she not a real person at some point? Well, yeah, she was a real person, of course. But I'm just saying, like... like (laughs) Mother Teresa was an (laughs) alien. It's crazy, guys. This is a human Mother Teresa, but the other one... No, no but I mean, like, she's just, like, very, like, I need to help everybody in the world. And, like, she's such a good person that it's, like, a little bit unbelievable. (laughs) You had me guessing. I'm like, was Mother Teresa not real? (laughs) She was. Yes, yes, yes. She was literally alive, like, that's what Maybe, I thought. Yeah. I thought so. yeah. <laughs> we also have Joanna's aunt Mona who comes to the house and it turns out that we have two arch nemesises in the house. And arch nemesi? I don't know. It's the plural of nemesises. Nemesis. let's just say. Sure. So aunt Mona was Marnie's mother, Gail's arch nemesis in high school. She went by Ramona back then, and Ramona had pushed Gail into the pool on prom night. Mona also brings gifts for everyone, including a new video game for Ben that doesn't come out until the summer, an outfit for Marnie from a collection that pre-sold out, and we find out that Mona, or Ramona, owns a hotel chain of 14 hotels and is extremely successful, is on the Forbes Most Successful Woman list, and gives Marnie's mom and dad a week at any hotel around the world. The dad who I would love to play our first game of the day. The dad, Victor Garber, is the actor. Mm-hmm. 
character's yes. name is Mark Olson. I think we can do a list, actually, or I've compiled a list, and you can tell me if I'm right or wrong about this. Okay. People you always think of from a specific role, and you listening, you can think about what, what this might be, because Victor Garber, I only ever think of him, not just from the Titanic, but he... He delivers an iconic line about, like, the Titanic will sink. It's a mathematical certainty. <laughs> Pumps by your time, but minutes only. From this moment, no matter what we do, Titanic will founder. Oh. <laughs> this ship can't sink. She's made of iron, sir. I assure you, she can. And she will. It is a mathematical certainty. That's Victor Garber, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I never, like, as soon as I saw him in this film, like, it's the Titanic guy. It's the guy who tells everybody it's going to sink. Oh, my God. You know what? I think I know him. Well, what I when I think of him, I think of him, like, being in The Flash and... The Flash CW <laughs> TV show. Yes. Jesus, and, like, a few Sarah. Other, like, The oh Arrow and, like, a few others. I will not even dignify this with a response. No, no, I will. I will. This is ridiculous. I know him from the Titanic. Like, let's just clarify. And, like, obviously, he's been in big movies, but... As of most recently, like when I saw him, I was like, oh, yeah, like he shares a body with like blah, blah, blah. Oh, he sh- he's oh. Firestorm. Hold he's on. Firestorm. Hold on. Explain his character to us very quickly. He's Firestorm. So like he is like the one part of like Firestorm. So they have to like meld together. There's into two one. Firestorms. There's and two they guys. Meld together and like they- the Power Rangers. Go, go, Power. And no. they jump into each other's bodies. No. Okay. But they like meld into like one. And okay. Then that, they, that like, feels close. Become, uh, Firestorm mm. and they can fly and do fire. Okay. Uh, so I've got a question for you. What <laughs> yes. do you think Victor Garber is more proud of in his career? <laughs> Being a firestorm that <laughs> melds into an other human on a friggin' CW TV show? You know what? Or being the guy who tells everybody the Titanic's about to sink? To keep him relevant, <laughs> firestorm. However, Stop. it's like Elton John having this song with Britney Spears. I'm sure people are like, who's Elton John? Of course, I know who oh, Elton do, do John is. Do not compare. That's my point. Hold me closer, <laughs> Elton John and Britney Spears, to the CW, no, the arrow. Let me just like, clarify. Oh, my God. I know who Elton John is. I love Elton John. <laughs> but I'm sure it brought upon new listeners when he did the song collaboration with like a vaulted Britney Spears vocals. I, I think that song is not yes. a comparison to the, was it the arrow or the flash? Uh, like he was in both. Rega- yeah. I can't quite Regardless, exactly it's hot like, garbage. Yeah. It's not good. It's oh that, that's God. not good stuff. Uh, okay. <clears throat> <laughs> Actors who you can only think of from one or who like you hear a name and you're like, right, that's Daniel Radcliffe. Right. Harry Potter. I will never not think of him as Harry Potter. And yes. he's tried so hard to branch or, out. Or on the naked horse. No, him being oh, naked on yeah, the horse. Yeah. I don't know what that, that was, was. That was like a Broadway play. It was. Yeah. That's also, but again, Harry Potter. He's Harry Potter. He's, he's <laughs> Harry Potter. You're, you're bringing some <laughs> strange stuff to the table here. No. Daniel Radcliffe. No. Oh, the naked horse thing. Uh, I guess. Uh, that was a thing. It I kind of, I had forgotten about it. Is that like your Roman Empire? You think about uh, Harry Potter on the naked horse no, like once a week? Okay. I do not. Just just thought it was weird that you randomly brought <laughs> oh it up. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, you said Daniel Radcliffe. Harry Potter, first and foremost, like forever, forever more. Well, what about Emma Watson then as Hermione Granger? I'm sorry, of what? Hermione Granger. What? <laughs> Hermione. <laughs> I've forgotten how to say her name correctly. Hermione Granger. Hermione. I don't know. 
Anyway, I do think of her as Harry Potter. For sure, yes. for sure. Yeah. Those are kind of the easy ones. Let's get into some more difficult ones. Okay. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Terminator. Yeah, he's the term for sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Mark Hamill. Luke Skywalker, right? Always? Oh, I think so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's been in some other stuff. He's been in some other stuff. But well, again, I can't pull on those like I could Naked Horse, you know? Like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Or Firestorm. The Naked Horse is so obvious. <laughs> So often we were all thinking it, right? You listening? Oh you were God. thinking about the naked horse too. I'm gonna too. cry. You need to stop Jesus. making me laugh. Equus was that what it was called? It was something like that. I don't know. Um, <laughs> John Krasinski. Oh, The Office. Jim Halpert or Jack Ryan. I was gonna say you got Jack Ryan. I actually just finished season four of Jack and Ryan. Jack Ryan last week. Okay, uh, like I think he is. Like I think of Jim Halpert right away, but I think he's doing better at straying. Oh yeah, and that horror movie that. that I don't watch. Yeah, the uh, um, A Quiet Place. Yes, so good, and the yeah. sequel as well. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this one's tough because okay. I think he's also been successful at straying, but we just watched it. Robert Pattinson as Edward Cullen. Oh my god! Do you think of him as anything else? Well, Harry Potter, Cedric Diggory. You, you think of him as Cedric? Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes. I don't know. I, I don't know why I, I said that. <laughs> You're zany today. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> Occasionally, I think of him as Cedric, but mostly Edward Cullen. <laughs> Also, like the new Batman, I guess. I, uh, but I didn't. But I don't like definitely Cedric Diggory sometimes. Wait, and then um, Edward Cullen. What's higher on the list? Edward Cullen. Okay, okay, good, good. What about Taylor Laudner? He's done nothing, right? He's just. Oh, Jacob? I think of him as that shark. What shark? He was like in Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Stop. <laughs> yes, which I never watched, but like, yeah, <laughs> shark, shark girl and lava. No, wait, Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I gotta look this up. But also Twilight. <laughs> but also Twilight. Whoa! Yeah, yeah. he's so young. Yeah. Oh, and he's so angsty. Yeah. Wow, that's wild. Mm -hmm. Um, you're welcome. <laughs> thank you for giving me that little ride. Huh? I don't even know what uh, year that was. I can tell you right now. Two thousands, I would say, early two thousands. Oh five. Oh five. Yeah. Good. Um, Elijah Wood. As Frodo Baggins. Oh, for sure. He kind of did nothing. Nothing well, more. And, and he did a few other things, but not really. Um, Zach Galifianakis. Oh, The Hangover. The Hangover, for with sure. With that baby. Right? With the, with the baby, yeah. <laughs> Macaulay Culkin. Home Alone. Kevin, Kevin McAllister. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's that's pretty much the list of, like, if you hear a name, you're like, right, it's the guy from The Thing. For sure. Yeah, that one thing. Yeah. Titanic. <laughs> Titanic for our boy, Fire Victor. <laughs> Firestorm. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Oh my God. I can't believe <laughs> we need to play a game of like, how, how is Sarah so successful at pulling <laughs> random CW crap into our show? Um, because I've watched almost every CW show there was possibly it, is. Wasn't Mark Hamill, Luke's like the guy who plays Luke Skywalker in a CW thing. Mm, I don't know. Wasn't he like a bit villain for like two episodes and something? Oh, for two I, episodes. I remember short. walking by and he was like robbing a bank. I'm like, is that? Oh, oh, you know what? He might have been in The Flash. Yeah, I think he was. As like a villain, because every single episode there was like a different villain. And then there was like an overarching villain right. for the season. But yeah. um. <laughs> that's how you write great stories. Just show somebody a new character every episode. That That's sticky, guys. Oh, but I, I'm not 100% sure if he was in it, though. But, you know, that's how it goes. <laughs> 
God. Can't remember everything. We get a brief kind of um, background on Gail and Ramona. Turns out Gail was prom queen, cheerleading captain, and Gail and, and um, Joanna even end up doing a little routine together that night in the living room, which is like... Of course, because Joanna was cheerleading captain when she was in high school as well. And it brings back so many high school memories for like all of them. That routine is just like, yeah, too much. Like, I love that they both remember it. And it's been a very long time. After Mona leaves, Gail tells her husband that they were best friends in grade school. And then in high school, they were close until senior prom where supposedly she had a breakdown. But we, we end up understanding what happened later on in the movie. So the whole family is going to dance lessons the next day. And on the way there, Marnie finds out that her brother proposed in their tree house and is getting it moved from their parents' house to their house that they're building. So the tree house in the backyard will be moving over to Will and Joanna's new house, which irks Marnie very much. And we get the first glimpse in this car that Marnie does remember who, who, no, sorry, that Joanna does remember who Marnie is. Yeah, Marnie tells a weird story about somebody who might have been a little bit promiscuous in high school, which was obviously thinly veiled about Joanna. And then Joanna flicks on We Are the Champions by Queen, which was a song that they used to tease Marnie. And she kind of gave her a look in the mirror. And, And now we know as the audience and as Marnie, she's been lying the whole time. She knows exactly who Marnie is. And is she still the terrible person that she was? Mm. We also get to meet Betty White, who plays Marnie's grandmother. And Joanna and Betty White have such a great relationship. The grandmother's name is Bunny in this movie. And Marnie, it it feels to Marnie that Joanna is basically kind of taking the role of her in her own family. This is where Marnie becomes, um, starts to kind of, I guess, start a revert back to her old high school days. Marnie's helping uh, Bunny put in her dentures and gets some glue stuck on her fingers and then gets her fingers stuck in her hair. So she has to cut some of Marnie's hair off and Bunny goes and cuts and gives Marnie bangs. With all of them going getting to the studio for dancing, Marnie confronts Joanna and says, you totally remember who I am. You played that song. And just as she's about to say something to this guy, this guy Tim shows up. We meet Tim. It's an old fling of Joanna's. And Joanna comes clean that uh, to Tim, saying that she's getting married. Tim is shocked and says, oh, my God, it's just so soon. And Joanna tells them all later on that they dated in college. Which is maybe... A quarter of the truth? Correct. Georgia King, played by Kristen uh, Chenoweth, is the wedding planner. (laughs) Yeah. She's so funny. I love her and everything. She's great in everything. Yeah. Turns out that Tim, the man that we just met in the previous scene, is Georgia's assistant and will be joining, which puts Joanna immediately, uh, like gives her a feeling of an ease right away. Marnie doesn't have anybody to dance with until Charlie, who was her crush in high school, shows up. She instantly is like in love with this guy again. The women all try and have a dance off and it is so awkward. And oh my God. And the men are just so oblivious. Like they're shaking their butts and it's just so funny. Yeah. There's like, there's a little bit of cringe comedy throughout this film. And this is one of those moments where you're like, I want to look away, but it's, it's funny, but it's a little bit cringy, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Gail even decides to do the buyer flyer move that she made up in high school while she was a cheerleader with her husband who was not ready. The col- collateral damage is, of course, Marnie's face. <laughs> Marnie hatches a plan with her younger brother, 
um, that she's going to save her big brother from Joanna. In order to talk to Will, Marnie agrees to go on like a marathon long run with him and Charlie. And on the run, she's about to try to talk to him out of marrying Joanna. She falls off a ravine and hurts herself and falls into an ant bed. She no longer has contacts and has to wear her old glasses. She's slowly, like I mentioned, morphing back into her the person she was in high school. Joanna tells her to put lard on her face to stop the itching and stinging from the ant bites. She now has ant bites all over her face that looks like the pimples she had in high school. Yep. Gail and Marnie are late for Joanna's bridal shower because on their way there, Ramona pulls up beside them in her convertible car and edges, or, sorry, and eggs Gail on. What? <laughs> Nothing. Of course, Gail being the competitive person that she is, she took the bait and races off only to be pulled over by a cop. Ramona never left the light to race her. Joanna gives her bridesmaids a gift and it's a monogrammed necklace. Of course, Marnie's, as we mentioned earlier, says moo. Do you know what edging is? No. Yep. You're going to cut that out though. No, that's hilarious. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway. Can, can, what does it mean? Move it along. <laughs> oh, no. Actually, I think Blink-182's new album is called Edge, Edging. They've got a new song called Edging. Yeah. Oh, no. Marnie confronts Joanna in the bathroom at her bridal shower and says, if you say sorry, I'll never say anything about what you did to me in high school. She annoyingly and peppily, like because she's really peppy, says sorry because obviously she doesn't mean it. Marnie gets her hair recut to make it look better, and she also brings her brother in to uh, help her get back at Joanna. Marnie's plan is to dig up the high school time capsule. At the rehearsal dinner, Gail shows up in a banging dress, and Ramona shows up in the exact same dress. And, Awkward. Yeah, and not purposefully taking away Gail's thunder, but it just so happens that way because Gail ruined her blue dress earlier on in the movie. Yeah. Marnie invites Tim to be her date for the rehearsal dinner, which is hilarious. Charlie comes to sit by Marnie and they flirt, which is really cute. He takes away all the sharp objects around and says that it's a safe zone for you now so that she doesn't hurt him with anything because every single time Marnie's around Charlie, Charlie gets hurt. They're having a good chuckle. And then, of course, Tim comes to the table and ruins it and says, um, this is reserved for Tim's. If you're not a Tim, you need to leave and go to your reserved seat. And um, I guess that inviting Tim is kind of backfiring for Marnie. Well, until... The evening begins, and Joanna has a song that she sings, which is horribly done. Because of you. Finally, something she can't do. <laughs> Forget this. And follows by a cheerleading dance she has made up for Will with her girlfriends, two of which who are very pregnant. And this is also hilarious. This is like secondhand embarrassment. This is worse than the dance scene early in the movie. You, you think? Well, I mean, they do the singing and then they do the dance thing. It is thing way and then, worse. Really? Okay, yes. good to oh know. Oh my God, way worse. Yeah, no. It's definitely holding on a little too tightly to high school for me. Like, oh, yeah. you're going to do the cheerleading thing again because that was... Yeah, and like they didn't even supposedly know each other really in high school. Yeah. So, yeah, it was very clingy to high school and all of the stories there. But then we get... One of the best scenes. Yeah, so it's time for the speeches, and there are a few. Tim goes up to make his, 
And we find out that Tim and Joanna, right after college, were engaged. We have an all-time, maybe one of the worst wedding speeches of rom-com history here <laughs> with Tim revealing to the crowd that he's still in love with Joanna. Oh, yeah. That they were engaged, that she got cold feet. They still have a song. He's very emotional oh about God, it. And then he starts to sing the song. Joanna, congratulations on a very special evening. Uh, I just wanted to say tonight is, a, is an amazing occasion and... and uh, it's special for many reasons. One of them being that uh, Joanna and I finally get to share a rehearsal dinner together. Uh, <laughs> uh, of course, that would have rather had been our rehearsal dinner. I know we've done this before, but I have for you a new list oh. of worst real-life wedding speeches as found on Reddit. Woo-hoo. Would you like to hear horrible I wedding speeches? absolutely would. Amazing. Uh, this person says, uh, I was working as a banquet chef, and last year after the wedding happened, uh, vows were said, rings were exchanged, all that kind of stuff. The uh, groom stands up and he says, today I married the woman of my dreams, and I'd like to thank her for everything she has done for me. Okay. Lovely. Lovely. He said, I would also like to thank my best man, who has been <gasps> since we got engaged. Oh, no. <laughs> With that, he mumbled the cheers, downed his champagne, and got a taxi to the airport oh my god. to go on the honeymoon alone. Good for him. <laughs> oh my God. I can't believe that he went through with the wedding though and then announced it. It turns out he had found out four months before the wedding and had told the father of the bride everything was costing more. Oh my God. And he was writing checks to cover his little girl's special day. And all no. of that money was actually no. going towards the groom. Uh, his new life out of, oh the, my God. out of the country. Yeah, he he like moved. He left. Oh my God. Got out of Dodge. Yeah, I know. Wow, that's wild. I mean, that's some planning. Good for him. Mm, totally. This person says, uh, my best man got pretty lit before the speech and he went off script. <laughs> oh no. Which is always great. Always yeah, go off yeah. script, guys. That's, totally. a, that's a good sign. Uh-huh. Good idea. Uh, he told a lighthearted funny story about how the groom bet him $20 he wouldn't shit his pants <gasps> at the strip club while he was getting a lap dance. <gasps> Ew. Long story short, he did shit he his did. pants. <laughs> so gross. Which is so good to what? tell yeah, that, like saying. during a wedding. That's yeah, during his wedding. That's what yeah. that's what grandma wants to hear. Mm-hmm. This person says, uh, <laughs> "Oh, that's so gross." <laughs> this person says, "My dad is a really funny and loving man, but he's not a good public speaker." When my younger sister got married a few years ago, he gave this rambling speech about how she was a plane that just taxied on the runway forever, Stop. and you wondered if it would ever take off. And he was trying to say that she was a late bloomer, but he just made the hand motion of a plane just going on the runway and never taking off. And we gave him a ton of shit because he essentially told everyone at the wedding that she like she never blossomed until she met her husband. <laughs> Which is awesome. It is. Oh my God. So on to my wedding a few months uh, ago, I told him that after this my- This is a story. This, this is the same person. Wedding, yeah. I told him after my sister's speech, he really needed to step up his game. <laughs> I said this all jokingly because I was so sure he got enough hell for the first speech that he'd put a lot more no. effort into mine. No, he did not. <laughs> he told everyone that I was- Excuse me, that he thought I was autistic when I was young. Oh, my God. And ended it by saying, I don't think she turned out to be. Oh, my God. Oh, oh my God. This guy needs somebody to vet his speeches mm. for him before he goes through with them. Somebody needs to check the and speeches. And hopefully he has no more, like, no more children to have speeches at. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully that's the last one. Like. Um. So this story is a little bit long and rambling, but it is... 
so so the the best man makes a speech. It's kind of weird, but like it's fine. He passes it to one of the groomsmen, um, who says that. Um, he came by himself because his girlfriend, who was a blow-up doll, left him deflated. Oh, deflated, like a little joke. Like, <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> he made a joke about how the wedding was sponsored by Tinder. Um, what? Not sure why. Uh, he makes a few jokes at the groom's expense, indicating he's a terrible engineer but meticulous, and literally says he's so meticulous that his ex-girlfriend had a dog that died, so he went out and got her the same exact dog and said, what am I supposed to do with two dead dogs? What? I don't know. I mean, the sponsored Very by Tinder, strange. I'm guessing that that's how the bride and groom met. Yeah. Still, this whole story that's, is very odd. Weird. He then laid into the bride saying she was cheap, what? Um, demeaned <gasps> what she does for work, and oh offered everyone at the wedding a 50% discount at her expense and <gasps> toffed it off uh, saying she doesn't look a day over 60. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Isn't this awkward? That's so awkward. And then at the end, he said, uh, I'd like the groom to take the bride's hand to like wrap things up. He said, enjoy this moment while it lasts because it's the last time you'll ever have the upper hand. Oh my God. <laughs> Hilarious <laughs> joke, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so weird. What a weird thing to What say. a weird story. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the night, as they're walking out, the venue person comes up to Marnie and says, oh, miss, don't forget your video. Marnie's mom, Gail, is pissed that it was Marnie who put that video in and played it. I was annoyed about but this. so was I, because, like, you clearly don't understand how much she was bullied. And if you did, it still doesn't reflect on, like, Marnie as a person now and what happened to her in high school. Like, and like, you know, the, the, <laughs> the takeaway from the video is like, yeah, Marnie shouldn't have done that. But the other, the main takeaway is she was bullied in high school. Yeah. She had a horrible time all because of this girl, Joanna. Yeah. So like you can't be that upset with her. I mean, you no. you can be upset with the execution, but not the reasoning behind it, in my opinion. Right. You and know? like and it's kind of like you should be standing behind her to say, like, yes. maybe Joanna should. You guys are so far up her butt yeah. that you love Joanne, like you love her so much that you can't even see that clearly it's still affecting Mar Marnie and y Joanna needs to apologize to Marnie. Totally. But you're so far up her butt yeah. that you are just thinking about yourself and how great Joanna is. Yeah, I hated that moment yeah, from, uh, I know. from Gail. Me too. I was like, you, this is not cool. On the flip side of that, you know, people can change from high school and hopefully that's the case at the end of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> Sarah needs some closure it's all gotta work out in the end right well, I was just right? trying to like you know give some credit <laughs> I don't know and next we have um, we have the montage of of silliness in my opinion because Marnie goes to confront Joanna there's also a confrontation with Gail yes. and Ramona, but the real confrontation is Marnie and Joanna. Marnie's kind of standing up for herself for the first time in a really long time. Yeah. Telling Ramo uh, uh, Joanna, like, I don't really, like, I'm a bigger person now. I don't care what you think. I don't care how you feel. But then it devolves into them throwing plates at each other, which I'm yeah. like, okay. 
this is crazy. She ends up pouring soup on Marnie. Oh, yeah. It just gets ridiculous. And then Marnie breaks a few, like, wedding gifts, and it just gets way out of hand. And Joanna falls, follows her, yes, throwing the plates, and Gail and Ramona even have it out. Ramona blames Gail for the timing of the video, ruining Joanna's big day. Will comes back after Joanna pours the soup on her and sees Joanna doing this to Marnie and starts yelling at her saying, I clearly have no idea who you are and that she's a liar and a bully. And Will is so mad as well at Marnie, but less mad at Marnie, um, which I think was the right way to go about doing it. Like you were going to marry this person who clearly you didn't know. Yeah. So Ramona and Gail, they hash it out. Ramona tells Gail that she was always the runner up to Gail and that was she was second. It um, seems like such a ridiculous reason to hold a feud for like Oh, for sure. However like long. 30 years, 40 years. 40 years. years yeah. It all ended because a guy who Ramona liked but ended up asking Gail to the prom instead. Ramona goes on to say that this is why she was so successful in her own life because Gail was pushing her and always second to her and she wanted to prove that she could be you know, first. And I'm just like, my God, what a drive that this happened in high school. And you yeah. just pushed the through for the rest of your life. Ramona says she was jealous, but Gail does say she wasn't a good friend back then and should have been. And they make up Gail's husband and Marnie's dad, one in the same yells at the two ladies and grounds them to their room that night in the middle of the night though, Coco Puff the dog comes to get Marnie and Marnie hears something downstairs. So she heads down there to find Joanna in her wedding dress eating spray cheese from the fridge and her dress is ruined. What is your go to? I'm in a bad mood. I just want some comfort food because spray cheese is not on my list. Probably ice cream. Yeah. Ice cream is so easy. Yeah. Right. Chocolate. Yeah. Or or chips. Chips. I love chips. Uh, Yeah. Sure. Chips. Joanna does end up apologizing to Marnie and says that she spent so long trying to be a different person to make her parents proud. And she does like this long heartfelt apology to Marnie. She Marnie accepts it and Marnie wants to get Will and Joanna back together. So she goes and tracks down Will who's jogging in the park and pretends to hurt her leg so that he comes running back. She does apologize and convinces him to get back with Joanna. Will and Joanna make up in the treehouse, And while Marnie and her brother are lying in the trampoline down below, Her brother tells Marnie that he loosened all the bolts because he was going to take the treehouse apart and hide it and so that they wouldn't be able to bring it to their new house and that it's very unstable. Turns out the treehouse falls. Both Will and Joanna fall and end up in the hospital with broken limbs. Marnie realizing that they'll have to postpone the wedding, she decides to take it upon herself to make the wedding happen in the hospital. Which, do you feel like it came out of nowhere? Like they literally hated each other's guts. She cries with uh, no. by the fridge eating cheese no, whiz. No, I, I actually don't. I, I think it was a little like, Marnie's like, you got to get back together with her. It's like, you guys hated each other eight hours ago. Yeah, I mean, maybe some explanation as to like why Marnie's had a change of heart. Like, Will should have asked that. But, and then that would have kind of explained that gap. But yeah. All, yeah. Marnie, all Marnie ever wanted was an apology from Joanna. And Joanna, on the flip side, always wanted to be a better person. Joanna just thought that she could brush under the rug and forget about it. Whereas to Marnie, it was like a trauma and she wanted acknowledgement of it. So once they both acknowledged the other, what the other needed, then all of us trying to ruin each other's lives is that's, that's gone. That's sweep it under the rug. It's great. So Charlie's at the wedding and he totally looks like, okay, he totally looks like Prince Eric from the little mermaid at this wedding. Stop it. Yes, he does. Anyway, he was really attractive. And um, they get together. And for 
Will and Joanna's wedding gift gets them Hall and Oates. And they play at the wedding, which is like their song. It's like, their, yeah. yeah, it's their song. And then we we fade to credits with, I find this hilarious that it's only heard at the credits, Britney Spears Toxic. <laughs> this, I'm going to tip my hand to the soundtrack score, but like, this has got a sneaky good soundtrack. Yeah. That like, we're like, Britney Spears, let's just put her at the end. Let's just do the credits. I mean, Toxic could have been so, like, placed you in the movie You could have used it sure. so many times, Yeah. yeah. And now are we on to quick facts? Just like in the movie, Jamie Lee Curtis and Sigourney Weaver wore the same dress to the movie's premiere. (laughs) That's hilarious. The house used by Marnie's family is the same house used in the movie Freaky Friday, also starring Jamie Lee Curtis. Weird. The Sullinger Hotels group owned by uh, Sigourney Weaver's character Ramona is named after the movie's co-producer Betsy Sullinger. In the movie, Kristen Bell plays James Wolk's younger sister in real life, Kristen Bell is five years older than Woke. The movie features a mini reunion of cast members from the ABC TV sitcom Step by Step from 1991. Actors Patrick Duffy, Stacey Keenan, and Christine Lakin all appear in the film in various roles. Uh, Keenan's character's name in the film, Dana, also was also her character's name in the sitcom. Ramona gives Ben an early copy of a video game called Fallout 4, which would eventually be released in 2015 jamie lee curtis victor garber and sigourney weaver have all uh, starred in james cameron films uh jamie lee curtis starred in true lies in 1994 garber in titanic in 1997 and weaver in aliens in 1986 and avatar in 2009 three cast members kristen chenoweth cloris leachman and megan holder were members of the gamma phi beta sorority The four main actresses are all classic and modern scream queens. Jamie Lee Curtis from the Halloween franchise, Sigourney Weaver for the Alien franchise, Odette Annabelle for The Unborn, and Kristen Bell for Scream 4. I'm going to give it to Sigourney Weaver, the Alien series. Yeah. Impeccable. Both Cloris Leachman and Betty White have met each other numerous times and are old friends. They both co-starred in the Mary Tyler Moore show, Malcolm in the Middle, and the Lake Placid franchise. I've got a question. Who, I find like, there's always a most beloved old lady (laughs) celebrity. Does that make sense? Definitely. Like, Like Betty White unfortunately passed away. Now I think it's Dolly Parton. I think everybody's like, oh, Dolly Parton. She's oh doing God. she's doing stuff with Miley Cyrus, so she's connecting with a younger yes, audience. Yeah. But she's staying doing, relevant. I'm telling you. She's staying, staying relevant. relevant. Hey. But like I feel like there's always a Oh, don't you just love Betty White? Isn't she the sweetest? Yeah, she is literally she was literally so sweet. She was the sweetest. Um Right. We didn't talk about how at the end she meets <laughs> Okay, wait, I have before you do it, I have to tell you the funniest thing. When I think of Betty White, I think of sliced bread. Why? Because I think she was born before sliced bread. Is that true? I think so. Can we look it up? Sliced bread was invented in 1928. Yeah. Betty White was born in 1922 and sliced bread was first sold in 1928. <laughs> I don't know why or where I read that fact, but that has forever stuck with me. And whenever I hear Betty White's name, I don't think of a movie. I think of sliced white bread. So things we've learned about Sarah today. <laughs> Um, Daniel Radcliffe, naked on a horse, <laughs> Betty White, yeah, lived before sliced bread, yeah, and Victor Garber, not the Titanic guy, Firestorm, yeah, from oh, the God. Flash, the Arrow, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever it is, um, totally. 
great. Yeah. <laughs> but you may proceed with your honorable mention. Yeah, literally, <laughs> but Betty White is my honorable mention, and she has that moment way at the end of the movie. Is it Helen? Helen is, I guess, Joanna and Ramona's old relative. I think so, yeah. Or they're they're related somehow. She's related at the wedding. Somehow. She's at the wedding. Yeah, yeah. She's at the wedding, and um, it turns out that Bunny, Betty White's character, and Helen, they used to have a feud back in high school over a boy. So now we've got three generations of, of feuding that I alluded to. Yeah. That's my honorable mention. It happened. Okay, one, Jamie Lee Curtis needs to do Freaky Friday 2 in that same house. Okay. Honorable mention. Is, okay. Also, um, this isn't a what should be. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, that's my what should be. <laughs> do, do you have an honorable mention? My honorable mention is Kristen Bell. I really want her to get back into doing some rom-coms for me, please. Sarah, forgetting Sarah Marshall. for Sarah. So fun. Yes. Specifically for me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I would like. That honorably mentioned Kristen Bell in this movie. I You kind of forget how great she is. And then you you watch it and you're like, oh, she's great. Gosh, you know, her her resume is so funny because she is a very successful voice actress. She is, yeah. So I'm looking, I'm like, oh, well, what, what does she have coming up? Oh, that Paw Voicing. Patrol movie, actually. Yeah. She voices a ton. She she has a voice in the Paw Patrol movie, which as of the recording of this, I think it just came out. Um, oh, there is kind of like maybe a rom-com-ish that came out last year, but like Frozen 2... The Teen Titans, like she's kind of, I think she's made so much money and she's just happy with Dax Shepard that she's kind of coasting a little bit, which coasting gives a negative connotation. She's been very successful. She can afford to pick and choose. Fair enough. What should have been? Okay. Well, my what should have been is Jamie Lee Curtis doing Freaky Friday 2 in the same house that was done for Freaky Friday 1 as well as this movie. Okay, my what should have been is, who who do you think is the biggest wasted talent in this film? Victor Garber? No. Oh, who? Betty White? No. Kristen Chenoweth. Oh, yeah, you're jo- right. She's teed At up least as, give her a dance number. She's teed up as like, a, oh my God, you got Georgia King yeah. to do your wedding? Celebrities are dying to get her. And then it's <laughs> like, you meet Kristen Chenoweth, and it, it honestly took me a scene to be like, oh, is that the person? She had like one line. And then for the rest of the movie, she has like two more lines yeah. and that's it. I'm like, what? It, th- this is the big, huge Georgia King. And like Kristen Chenoweth is a very talented actress too. So we're like, what, what, where was she the whole time? I I would love for you to have used her a yeah, little like, more. Tim had a bigger role in the movie than she did. And Tim absolutely she, yeah, had a bigger she role. She, yeah, you're absolutely right. I completely agree. Tim was probably in the same amount of scenes, but he just had way more content during those scenes. Yeah. Then, I mean, Kristen Chenoweth, I think, is fantastic. Uh, overall rewatchability. Okay, my rewatchability is Chemistry 3, Storyline 3.2, Thirst Factor 3, Imagination 2.8, Soundtrack 4.3, Cheese 2 for an overall score of 3.05 out of 5. Okay, our numbers are actually very close. I've got Chemistry, a 3.1, Storyline, a 3.35. I thought both were, were fairly good. Thirst Factor, a 2.3, Imagination. This story's been told before in a similar way as well. 2.3 for imagination. Uh, soundtrack, though. Yo, can we talk about the soundtrack? Hall and Oates, obviously. Kiss on my list. Queen, We Are the Champions, multiple times. Barracuda by Hearts. Sixpence None the Richer, Kiss Me is in this. Britney Spears, Toxic. Anyway, soundtrack, perfect five out of five. Chemistry, though, a 1.9. 
for an overall score, you said 3.05. Yeah, I've got a 2.99. We're right in the same sphere there. For uh, you again, so wherever you're listening to us, please throw us a follow. Um, leave us a review. They help more people find us. And throw us a follow on Instagram, at Rom-Com Rewind. Thanks for listening.